The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome to A Gut Feeling. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, holistic health coach and digestive specialist. Your gut healing journey begins here. Welcome back to A Gut Feeling. Happy August, everybody. If you're listening to this in real time, we are winding down from summer and we're thinking about gearing up for what comes with fall. You know, kids go back to school, we kind of get back into our routine. And I thought, what better way to talk about getting back into our routine than having my epic friend and colleague, Leanne Dunson, on the podcast today to share about things that are related to weight loss, gut health, especially if you're in midlife. I myself just entered into this, so this is fascinating, and Leanne is now my go-to for all this information. So thank you so much, Leanne, for being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. I, I love spreading this to everyone, so I'm super excited to be here. Yes, absolutely. And Leanne is my mentor in many ways. You know, we were, we met in, this is what business programs are really good for. If you're out there thinking you're a coach and you want to join a business program, the best thing you get out of it is usually the colleagues, you know, the the connection (laughs) with people. I had Rachel on the show last week. If you guys missed that talking about hormones, I met her through our business group. I met Leanne, I met Kat, all these people that have been in my podcast who have become not only mentors and colleagues, but friends in my life that inspire me, support me, uplift me. So it's it's just very exciting. And I, I love all the knowledge we bring. Today, we're going to talk about, you know, we talk about the root cause being the gut always. But Leanne had her own healing journey. I'm going to let her share about where, you know, she approached 50. All of a sudden, she's having these hormonal issues. She's having these gut health issues. And she was like, you know what? I'm not going to take this anymore. And I'm going to figure this out. And she did. And now she's helped probably thousands of women take control of this, you know, post 40. So without without further ado, Leanne, I would love for you to introduce yourself and just give us a little idea into your journey and how you got here today as a women's coach. Yeah, I love it. I am a mom of four, been married for 31 years, have three grandbabies, I'm 53. Um, 54 is coming really fast. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel amazing. And and so that's where I'm really excited to kind of like talk and tell women, you know, like, hey, there's there's hope and, and it's amazing in our 50s, but I spent most of my life really having gut issues and hormonal issues that I didn't know about because it was something that really people didn't really talk about. And it was just something that was normal. And and so I felt that it was normal to feel bloated after you eat and, you know, not to be comfortable until it started to get so bad. And it was around when I was, like you said, turning 50. And it started to get so bad that it became uncomfortable. And I wasn't able to be in the moment uh, because I would feel so uncomfortable. The pain would be, you know, also hitting through my rib cage and my clothes would feel uncomfortable. And so I started really seeking out help. And I started going to, you know, like, 
would talk to my gynecologist and I started going to other doctors and really asking. And I was totally not getting any answers from any of them. I would either get handed a prescription, usually for Xanax. And I'm like, I don't know was Xanax. I didn't tell you I was depressed or anything like that, but it's kind of like a normal thing when women are now hitting this midlife and every symptom that the doctor thinks is depression or, and that's where that's causing all the issues. So I just kept seeking help and, and I, cause I just knew I'm like, this cannot be right until finally I actually had found a doctor here in Nashville and she's like, Hey, let's do some gut testing. And we did some gut testing and end up finding out. Yes, there is a reason I had H pylori. I had leaky gut. I, you know, we found parasites. So I had been suffering from this for a long time and it wasn't until she said, yeah, you know what? All your symptoms there's a reason for this. And and then, so from that point, we went through a whole protocol to really healing the gut. And the amazing thing about healing the gut, that wasn't my only issue. Also, I had hormonal issues that were going on and other things, but you've got to start with the gut. Um, and that was the first thing that she told me too, is like, hey, we need to address, you know, and us as women are like, we're, we're, I would say we're like this puzzle piece. We have got lots and lots of, we're very complex. We have tons of puzzle pieces. So really what you have to do is like, we got to start putting those puzzle pieces back together one by one. And the first thing that we started doing was gut health. And it started to really actually start healing other parts. Like hormonally, I started feeling better. And then we started, you know, liver and all that. But it, if it wasn't for me just keeping like, no, I'm not going to take that answer of this is normal. Um, if it wasn't for that and I just kept fighting, I would have still probably be right now, you know, bloated and, and not happy because I couldn't even like the, when the final straw I'll tell you was me was we were out for a birthday dinner. It It was mine and my daughter's. And I was so miserable at that dinner that I had pain so bad in my gut that I couldn't even like really enjoy. And, and my kids asked me like, are you okay? because I couldn't even enjoy that moment. And I, that's why I was just like, you know what? I've got to get help and figure this out, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like started this whole thing. So now I fig- I always believe that, you know, our test is our testimony and it's not so much for us to keep inside. Like it's a disservice for us to, to not tell other women like, hey, this is what I've gone through. And there is hope. You know, and that one little bit, if someone would have told me like, hey, this is what I've gone through, that would have given me, you know, a lot of hope because after going to doctor to doctor, you start to realize like, hey, is this maybe, is it in my head? (laughs) You know, and you start to wonder that. Yeah, absolutely. And beautiful timeline. Thank you so much for sharing. And if, if we take a step back for a second and we think about Leanne's story. You guys who have listened to my podcast for a while, think about Leanne's story, think about Rachel's story, think about Kat's story, think about Allie's story. They're all similar, similar, not, you know, invalidating what's gone on in each person's journey, but you see the same theme, which is we don't know what to do. So we go ask our doctor or our gynecologist and they push us in the direction of this is normal this is just what you're going to experience. And here's some Xanax. Have a good day. And we know that's temporary. And then at some point, the the camel's back breaks. And that's when you were at dinner with your family, you know, your kids and your grandkids. You can't even like sit there and feel comfortable and enjoy their company because someone told you it's just normal to feel this way. And so I want to really express that moment that you had, that many of the women on my podcast that had, that many of the women that are listening to this podcast have probably had, which is that bottom where they say, no, I'm going to take my nails and I'm going to claw my way out of this thing. I will spend every last dollar if I have to and get answers. And that's sort of when you take matters into your own hands, you find a naturopath, a functional medicine practitioner, a nutritionist, a health coach that's going to look deeper into root cause. And again, it all starts with the gut. So thank you for sharing that story. I'm sure so many women can relate, but this is the truth. This is why we get on the mountain is because we know there's a way out and it's not normal. 
just to express that. (laughs) Right. And, you know, and I remember like, you know, I've been in the health and wellness business for over 17 years. And I remember that people would all talk about to say like, hey, it's normal to feel like, you know, you see people taking pictures like I eat and then they show pictures like this is after I eat. And it's like, it's just normal to be bloated as women. You don't see men doing that, but, you know, it's as women, it's just normal to be bloated and to feel that way. And and it's so untrue, you know, it's just like, you know, the th- same thing with hormones, like, you know, everyone said, oh, it's normal to have such horrible, you know, um, periods, you know, I thought that was normal too. You know, there's so many things that we're taught that's normal, that's not, that should be. I really believe that what I like to stress with women is that we have, like, our body is like looking at it like, you know, our car and we have a lot of signs that we're given. There's a lot of check engine lights that are going off that we have just learned to ignore, you know? And, and that's one thing that I want to stress with people is like when those things like bloating, um, having certain pains in certain areas, you know, of our body, that's not normal having, you know, abnormal, um, periods and, you know, certain things, even when our face will tell us, tell us with acne, all these things are signs that your body's trying to tell you that something is off. And so that's when we need to really start focusing. It's in that, you know, root cause medicine and figuring out it's just not putting a prescription or it's not just one supplement or one this or one that. It's really putting the whole pieces back together and finding what is the root cause what started this whole thing happening? And it probably, if you look back, it's probably started years and years and years ago that you were just ignoring the symptoms and just those things have just added up. So you got to kind of go back to that point and like really look at it and start to examine um, and figuring out kind of like, hey, what was my body, what's my body been trying to tell me and mm-hmm. start to uncover those things. Absolutely. And it's totally available to every woman to be able to uncover those things. So if somebody is telling you no and they're closing a door on you, turn around, open another door, you know, reach out to Leanne, reach out to me, reach out to anybody and start asking questions because that's what's so important is empowering your own health in it. But I know like, you know, when you were explaining that timeline, I was sort of thinking like, how does it start You know, if we really look back, you know, women in our age range is like, okay, what were we fed as a child? How were we, how was stress installed on us? You know, my parents, they were always fighting. Like there was a lot of stress going on in my family. So I grew up with that. And then you get into high school, which I couldn't even imagine being in high school now. I'm really glad I lived without cell phones in high school. Like that would have been the worst. There was already enough angst. And then you go to college and you become, you know, you binge drink and you overeat really crappy food because you're broke. And then you get into your 20s and now you have to have a job and you have to do the workforce. And it's like, no wonder our bodies fail at 35, 40 years old. We've literally been in a 25 you know, year roller coaster of chronic low grade stress that never ended. And now we're like, uh-oh, hormones, gut, acne, right. what's going on? <laughs> and so basically what Leanne is saying and what I'm saying is we just have to unravel what happened. Like we rolled it up. Now we have to unroll it, pack, unpack those layers and start to find a solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. why I say it. midlife is a time to pivot. Yes, <laughs> it's a pivot it time. Is. And it's a beautiful thing. It's like to pivot in all areas of our life, but it's a beautiful time to really like look at things in a totally different way and just say, hey, you know what? I mean, like adrenaline feels really good at first and you can live on it. We're like, ooh, that feels good. Like that, that feeling. And then all of a sudden that's when everything goes haywire, you know? And, and that's where like the same thing is like, you've got to like, start to really, you know, examine and look like, Hey, you know what, what I did in the past, that probably is not working right now in the season of my life, you know, and we have to transition and then we take that pivot and we've got to change. Cause I like what it says, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And so we, we've got to start saying, Hey, you know what? Those things that I've done in the past, they don't serve me in this time of my life. And I want to thrive in this time of life because you have to believe too, that you can thrive in this time of your life. And so really doing that and starting to talk to other women, I've one thing that I love right now, 
in the past, like menopause was never talked about. Perimenopause was really talked about. Midlife was like, oh, it was all, everything was about like the young, you know, young girls. And now on social media, like you can get a lot of really great information too. Um, my thing is, is stay away from Google. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> go find like a, a mentor, you know, and, and that's what I did when I was like really needing to like do and go through that pivot and change and really heal my gut is I had to really, you know, sit with someone who has gone through what I'm wanting to get to the other end. And so I went to go look for those people and, and, you know, I paid for courses, I paid for mentorship, I got in programs and from all of that, you know, I can now be, I'm a very strong advocate for my health and now for other women and use everything that I've learned. And that's the part is you have to be able to reach out and say, Hey, I need help and, and not doing it on your own, you know? Yeah. So that's the big thing. Get a plan in place. You can get a protocol, get a plan in place because it can be overwhelming when you're first coming in and you're trying the healing because there's a lot, there's talk here, there's talk there, you know, go to someone that has the experience who's gone through what you've been through and can give you like, Hey, this is what, let me save you like tons of money, years, yeah. tons of time. And let me give you this protocol that can help you. And let's just take step one, step two, step three yeah. and go through it. And, and that's really what I recommend for everyone instead of like, I mean, I get clients coming to me all the time. They're like, have gone through Google and they're just so confused. So they're so confused that they're paralyzed. Yes. And they don't take any action and it's four years later and they're still in the same spot. So take yes. that action, find someone and get on a protocol and help because Tony, that can put in years of your life and give you back your life, you know, for that yeah. small little investment. Absolutely. And look, Leanne and I spend enough money for the, all of you, okay? We spent money on the education. We spent money on the testing. We spent money on the diets. We made a lot of mistakes along the way so that you don't have to have those exactly. things, you know? So you might spend a little bit of money up front to get a mentor, but it cuts your time into a quarter of what it takes to get from A to Z. And I will tell you, you know, like I, I love the internet for, for what it has provided me. I'm sure you love the internet for what it has provided you, mm -hmm. but you can also go on there and get 10 different contributions contradictory opinions in literally one minute of scrolling. And so once you mm -hmm. start something, you can immediately be like, oh no, was I not supposed to do this? Right. Was I not supposed to do that? Mm -hmm. But those people don't know your labs. They don't know your health history. They don't know your level of um, awareness and time that you can put into it. So that's why a mentor, I'm, I'm just seconding what you said right. in such a fantastic way, because that's why having a mentor is so important because both of us were struggling on our journeys. And when we were able to connect with a person who had been where we were, they were able to take us there faster. So just a really important um, message for anybody who is um, Google surfing their gut healing journey. <laughs> no more. Stop scrolling. Yeah. So, um, well, that's a great segue into, you know, what you do for people was such a huge part of your journey. It's kind of the mountain that you've been able to stand on is I went through this crazy thing in midlife. Here I was like a health and fitness, you know, model inspirational for so long. And now all of a sudden I'm suffering. Okay. I have to figure out my journey. I have to get to where I am. And now of course, leave no woman behind. I'm going to help everybody in my path now to do it, which she does incredibly, you guys. She's just so giving and so caring. So, you know, you step yourself into this um, position of being a midlife, you know, uh, a nutritionist for midlife women who are looking for hormone balance, weight loss, gut health. And you've created a system, you've created a program from your own trials and tribulations into an amazing program. So I would love for you to share with us like about your program and your pillars and why you use these pillars in your program for your women. Yes. So like we were talking about before, like saying like we have to pivot. I've been in this business for 17 years. I was, I feel like I was raised like in diet culture, you know? And so when I talk about pivoting midlife, that's one thing we've got to say bye-bye to and leave yeah. behind. And that was the thing with me. Like I was, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a health, I was a health and wellness coach. I was a trainer. I owned a gym. I did all these protocols for women, but it, it was all diet culture related. 
it was all about diet culture says to do this. We do this, you know, is everything was diet. So I spent most of my life, I call it like chasing skinny, you know? And so what I do with women um, in midlife is we take a pivot and we quit chasing skinny and we chase strong um, because chasing strong also trade is going to give you that immunity. It's going to give you for hormonal health. It's going to make you thrive. It's going to make you feel good. And that's what really in my program that we start focusing on. And I don't believe kind of like to piggyback on what you were just saying is that we as women, like I said, we're complex. We all though have a different story from where we're coming from. So you've got to be careful on doing these cookie cutter plans. And that's what I see a lot of programs that I see right now are, and I get clients that come to me and they're doing the same plan that someone else does. And I'm like, and I'll ask them like, Hey, do you suffer from that? And they're like, no. You know, like, so we have to really start looking at, you know, an individual approach because like, if you came to me and you've been dieting as a midlife woman for many, many years, we got to use a different approach. We got to get that. Yes. We got to get that metabolism working again. Um, Your diet. The one thing is, is when most women that come to me have been dieting the time where I've been growing up, you know, grew up all the time is all that diet culture era. You know, it's all about the diet culture and everything about diet. And we've got to like get rid of that because most of the people, women that have come to me have been dieting for long periods of our life. We've been either doing no carbs because they said no carbs are what we should have, or we've been doing, you know, it's back. I'll date myself the Atkins, like all that. And the, and the problem is when you have been dieting for that long period of time and your metabolism starts to slow down, also not only does it slow down your metabolism, it also slows down your digestion. So your digestive system starts to slow down also. So there's a lot of things that we need to do in the protocols that we do and we have to pivot from that. So one of the things that I start with women is that you've got to start looking, first of all, nutrition. Whole food nutrition is super important. That's one thing that we look at. I look at, you know, to say, hey, you know, are you getting enough protein? Protein is a huge thing um, for women in this getting carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are not of the enemy. (laughs) They are good for you. You need it for your thyroid health. And we start looking at carbohydrates and fats and just kind of like looking at your nutrition. And then the big thing also is looking at, you know, how are you working out? That's a time to pivot. Maybe what you're doing in the past isn't working for you anymore um, because you need to be focusing on building muscle. It's one thing that is huge in my program. We focus on building muscle. And there's a lot to that that comes with to build muscle. It has to have nutrition. You have to have your sleep has to be you know, you need to be getting, you know, at least seven to eight hours of sleep at night. So like things like that, all those need to come into play. So we really look at like a lot of biofeedback from that in my program. So it's nutrition, get building muscle, um, and then really doing things that are going to help balance those hormones. And I'm excited to go a little bit like dig deeper when we're in your group about this, because there's a lot to this. Like I could go hours about exactly, you know, like the a protocol that really truly works, you know, for women. And then just kind of like, you know, you can kind of figure out where that works for you, you know, the right amount of protein. And that's where you kind of like have to have that where it needs to be personalized yeah, based upon yeah. where you came from. If you've been dieting for a long period of time, you can't go from, you know, a thousand calories to 1900 calories. So there has right. to be a protocol that goes in place with that. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And yes, I'm so excited to have you in the membership. Just to give you guys an idea, you know I have the JRW membership. It's a monthly membership where there are two workshops a month. One is put on by me where I dive into some topic around diet culture, around gut health, around hormone balancing. And then I have a guest speaker. Now, Leanne is going to be our guest speaker for September. This month in August, we have Rachel Duda, hormone health coach, as our guest speaker. And then in September, Leanne is coming in. And everything that she is talking about today, like, listen, if you are a midlife woman, you will 
definitely want not want to miss Leanne as a guest. She has been in my group program before and shared so much knowledge. She is still today the top watched video in my program. Like everyone will be like, oh, I watched Leanne's. I watched Leanne's. I love it. I love it. Because the knowledge just isn't out there yet for midlife women. It's almost like, I don't want to say it in a mean way, but it's almost like people tend to forget about us. We're just like, they're like, they're fine. They're getting older. You know, weight gain is normal. You know, gut health is normal. Like you had your babies and, you know, this is kind of where you are and moving on. But I feel like just because I'm about to turn 41 and I am now in this midlife zone, that this is where we claim it back. This is where Mm -hmm. we empower it because you and I probably feel the best we've felt in a long time in our life, you know, being in our 40s and 50s. And you can claim that for yourself too. So being in the membership is not something that you want to miss. Leanne's going to come in and give us a lot of the nuggets, how she digs into the pillars, what she does for her clients in midlife. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more, like why it's so important in midlife and and, um, stuff like that right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Okay, so thank you so much for sharing your pillars. What's, by the way, what's the name of your program? Snatch Back Your Sexy. Snatch back your sexy. I love it. And it's like, yeah, we're stepping into our sexy era. If you're a woman listening over 40, it's time to reclaim that. And so just diving into the pillars and like understanding this about midlife, one of my biggest questions that I've even been asking myself is, you know, why is this so important over 40? You mentioned shifting and kind of pivoting. You know, some of the stuff we're doing at 2030, it's not working anymore. Like, why is this so important now? Well, when I was talking about building muscle, as we get older, we are losing muscle every single year. And so muscle also has to do with our immunity, but it also has to do with how our, with insulin. So when we're younger, we could like, Hey, we're eat all this stuff, do all this stuff. And we don't really feel it because we're very insulin sensitive. So as we get older, we become very insulin resistant. So it's something that really needs to be focused on. And that's where even like building muscle really helps the body to actually push those carbohydrates into that muscle. The more muscle we have, the better that we will be on being that insulin sensitive. So that's the focus on that part too. Also, the more muscle you have, um, when you're wanting that tone look, that's the tone look is muscle. <laughs> you know, we all have to think that we're going to do like these little two pounds and stuff like that, but that's not going to give you really what you're looking at. I have people that come to me and they're like, Hey, I want to look like this. And I'm like, you got to put on muscle. So muscle is really super important because we're losing it. So that's where you hear the term like skinny fat. That's what happens a lot to midlife women. Um, You're either going to gain a lot of weight um, or you're going, you know, especially in your midsection um, because of also with that insulin resistance with the cortisol. So it's really something we really need to focus on is building the muscle, whole food nutrition and really cutting out that diet culture part. Because I mean, just like with me, I'll tell you, you know, you're told eat chicken and broccoli, you know, just chicken and broccoli. Well, I, broccoli doesn't do well with me, you know, so that's that diet culture. So we have to really learn what works for you and find that personalized plan that works for you, not a meal plan and all this certain stuff. You've got to find out what really works for you so you can thrive in midlife. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. You know, <laughs> I was just thinking about the dumb stuff I did when I was 20, but like, you know, it was coming up on Saturday and I wasn't feeling that good from the week and I could just like skip a day of eating and snatch back my sexy like oh, in yeah. a day. <laughs> if I do that now, it's like I can't sleep. I can't think. I can't work. Like, no, oh, we yeah. need food. <laughs> yeah. We need food. I know. We need that's one thing, like some, I have women that come to me and they're like not sleeping at night because that's one of the things that happens in midlife. And a lot of the reason is because of that insulin um, becoming insulin resistance. So all of a 
sudden their, you know, blood sugar, they're riding this whole roller coaster and it wakes them up and then it turns on the kidneys and all the stuff that happens. Um, so really like concentrating on like people are said, don't eat before bed and this and that. Well, maybe if your cortisol tends to be really high and you've got insulin issues and you're very insulin resistant, a protein before bed and a little bit of carbohydrate will make you sleep. And I'm telling you, if you're looking for weight loss and you're looking for better gut health, sleeping is where it's at. <laughs> so that amount of having that, you know, something that's great, maybe with, you know, whether it's like, you know, Greek yogurt and a little bit of fruit. I mean, my thing is like mango, you know, I'll do something like that. Um, anything that really helps to keep that blood sugar balanced is really important because um, we don't want our cortisol to be up high. That's where what happens is, is we have a lot of estrogen receptors in our belly. And that's where most women in midlife, they complain about all of a sudden they're gaining belly fat. It's because two, they haven't pivoted from the exercises they did in the past, all those hit classes and all that, which we already are riding this roller coaster ride as our estrogen is declining. We're already riding that and our cortisol is jumping up. So we need to be doing all the things that's not going to cause that and, you know, hit like all these hit classes. And when I say hit, I'm not talking about like an eight minute interval thing. I'm talking about a hit class, like Orange Theory and F45, all these classes that are just made to keep women's heart rates up really high and they can't. And so what happens is you start to, um, gaining, you know, belly fat from that cortisol being up high. So that's where it's like pivoting, like pivoting is, you know, we've got to start really, you know, training heavier, focusing on building that muscle, eating the right amount of proteins. And, you know, like women too, we, in midlife, our cortisol, we need to go ahead in the morning, we need to eat and not train fasted, all those things. So there's a lot to it. And like, like I said, we're going to dig in deeper into, in your group, but you, it's a time to like, really the biggest thing I could tell people is, you know, get in the gym or in the, at your home, grab some weights and challenge you and focus on building muscle and being strong instead of focusing on being skinny. I promise yeah. you, you'll look better, strong, yeah. than ever and skinny. feel better and feel better yes. too. So let me ask you this, just a little side question here. Like I get this a lot in my program too. I'm just curious to say, to see what you would say. Like a woman comes in, she's been struggling with weight loss resistance and some gut health issues. And she says, I don't know, you know, what's wrong. I've been doing Orange Theory three or four times a week. What's your immediate reaction to that? I'm an, I'm a very honest to come out and say, Hey, this is what, this is the reason why you are, you have high cortisol. And right now you're dealing with cortisol during this time of our life. This is what we're dealing with. You are very insulin resistant. So we need to be doing everything that's going to be reducing that. And so those hit classes, all they're actually doing is actually causing them to lose muscle. And, and that's why they're not seeing the changes. I get it all the time. So sometimes we have to slow down to speed up. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I tell them like, Hey, let's go ahead. Just try this. Let's try this for, try it for a month. Mm -hmm. See how you feel. Give up that. Or maybe, you know what? Sometimes people do the orange theory um, and they like the community of it you know, with that. So maybe, you know what I would say, Hey, let's add in, let's do some weight training and making sure they're getting enough rest, 90 seconds. Like, you know, let's say in between their sets and let's do that for, you know, three days. And then one day let's do your orange theory, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. meet people where they're at. Cause there might be a reason like asking like, Hey, why do you go to orange theory? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might be because they love that adrenaline. And that's mm -hmm. probably what we talked about in the past. Like adrenaline feels really good. And yeah. then it does Temporarily. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's always and so a that's where, you know, kind of like meeting people, yeah, where they are and like, hey, let's just focus on building the muscle and then maybe throw in one day of the hit. I always believe it's all about like putting more deposits than we have deductions. So we could look at orange theory as a deduction. So, but hey, if all during the week, we're giving that, your body the protein that it needs, we're giving it, you know, right macro balanced meals, 
we're work, we're, you know, strength training, we're building muscle. And we have that one day of orange theory, that's going to be a deduction, but you have all these deposits around it. So our body doesn't feel it as much. It's the problem is we usually live in a life of deductions. And so we are, you know, poor, our, our wellness, you know, nutrition poor, we're malnourished. Um, and it's usually because of that, because we're just constantly taking deductions. Absolutely. I love that. Deposits over de- deductions. That's just such a great little nugget to take away and just kind of step back broad spectrum and look at your week. How many deductions do I have? How many deposits? Because I think people do tend to, when they're trying to get healthier or lose weight, they tend to focus on being good versus being bad. And then they're like, oh, if I was bad, I'm just going to be bad and let it fall off. And then I'll come back around on Monday. But you can really like zoom out and say, oh, like, okay, if this was a deduction here, deduction there, but I'm depositing all this other stuff in. I love that. I'm definitely stealing that. Um, That was amazing. So we'll we'll be diving into that a little bit more. Let me ask you this question. Like, let's just say three things that women are doing that's probably contributing to the insulin resistance, to the the weight not coming off specifically? Like what are some of the top three things you might see? Is it, you know, not eating breakfast? Is it stressing? Like what are the top three things for you? One thing is, is lack of protein. Mm-hmm. Um, most women that come to me, I will have them give me a journal and we'll track. Um, most women are getting between anywhere from 50 to 70 grams of protein. In midlife, we need more protein than we did in our 20s and our, and our early 30s. So it's something that most women are lacking. And so that's one thing that I see. The other thing is, is they're not getting enough caloric intake because of the fasting. The problem is with the fasting part two is we've learned to ignore hunger. We've taught to we've been taught to in diet culture to pop a mint in our mouth if we're hungry. I saw someone today saying that they they bought this whole huge bag of tic tac or the way they called tic tacs or something like tic-tacs. that. Like the yeah, yeah a mint. And they bought this huge bag and they were showing that that that's what they were doing so they wouldn't feel hungry. And on, and on the internet, so someone was sharing yes. this on the internet. Yes, oh, yeah. they were sharing it. And it was someone as a health and wellness coach. And that's what I'm saying. you got to watch. So we're, we're taught that it's just part of it, you know, and, and they'll learn, they'll learn later on, you know, um, we learn, unfortunately, our bodies stops, you know, and then we have to like go, Hey, I think those things aren't working, but we're taught to ignore hunger. And it is nor it is actually a very positive thing to feel hungry. Um, it shows that your digestion is working correctly. So and when I have women that all of a sudden they come to me and they've been under eating for so long and they tell me I'm getting, I'm hungry when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, yes, 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 exactly. Working, that's like the working. winner winner. <laughs> yes. It gets me like excited. They're like, I'm hungry. I'm like, yes, that's a good sign. Like we want that hunger. Like we don't want our body. Like I said before, our body is telling us like, Hey, you're, you know, these are the things that you need. Uh, you're, I'm hungry. You need to feed me, Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. and that doesn't mean like when people are like, Oh, like they're craving sweets. That's a whole other thing. And we can dig deeper, like, you know, in the group with that, but this is a thing of like, our we should eat, we should wake up. And, and then one of the mistakes I say, like I was talking about with the protein is most women start their breakfast off, eat their morning off with with their breakfast of being like, maybe it's just oatmeal because we've been taught that oatmeal was good and it's just oatmeal by itself, no protein. Um, maybe, you know, it's one egg or we've been taught that peanut butter is protein too. So there's all these myths, but most of it comes from not getting enough protein, not getting enough caloric intake. And then the other thing too is obviously is, you know, either, Alcohol is another thing too. We've learned, you know, too much alcohol consumption, you know, when we're in this hormonal roller coaster, you know, is not good. That's the thing that most people are just like, you know, downing, you know, it's the nightly wine and all that too. And I teach that too about the deposits, you know, there's that deposits and deductions. It doesn't mean that you can't ever have that. That's another thing that we have to really, you know, look at. And then the other thing is like we talked about before is really like, people aren't getting enough sleep. You know, we're running, running, running. We're in, you know, that hustle culture. We're running, running, we're doing things, we're doing this, we're doing that for everyone else. 
and we're not focusing on sleep. And then what kind of piggybacks with that is we're also not focusing on ourselves. You know, this is a time to love on yourself. This is a time that you deserve self-care and self-care is different for everyone. Self-care might be that you have, I mean, maybe you do like have, like I have a client that has, you know, she has seven kids, you know, self-care is going to look a little bit different, but you know what? I've in our program and the protocol that we've had, she's now healing because we just put in 10 minutes. 10 minutes can change everything, you know, too. So it's really finding out, you know, what works for you, but really start focusing on yourself. And it's not a bad thing. I'm a mom of four. I've got three grandbabies, but I'm teaching my girls that it's okay to want to love on yourself and focus on yourself too. And especially this time of our life, this is a time that, you know, we've done all those things in the past. This is a time to love on yourself a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you for saying that. Thank you for the little alcohol piece too. It's definitely something I preach a lot about in my podcast, in my groups. And it can be frustrating because, you know, I'm not for me, but for that person, it's like, okay, it's so hard not to be social and it's normalized to go out and have alcohol, but there are times and seasons for everything. And if you are struggling with your health, there is a season where cutting as much alcohol as you possibly can will accelerate. Like you said, slow down to speed up will accelerate right. your healing journey. Personally, for me, I got to a place where I don't drink any alcohol anymore. It just doesn't serve me, but some people are on just a little bit. I know you'll maybe have it here and there, but if it is sort of like become a place where you escape to, or you're using it as a nightly mechanism to escape emotions, it's going to create a vicious cycle of gut health and of hormone health, because not only are you getting inflammation from the alcohol, but also the repressed emotions that aren't being moved through uh, when you're kind of, you know, oh, I'm stressed. I need to have a drink to chill. It's like, actually, we need to move through those emotions too to heal. So right. I'm glad you brought that piece about alcohol up. I do think it's really, really important, especially in midlife because it's it's so normalized, you know, mm -hmm. with, with midlife um, wine time. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think that too, I mean, the reason why too, once we get that you feeling better and those hormones balanced, you're not trying, you're, you're kind of like when your hormones are all to balance, you don't feel like yourself. That's why I said, bring, bring, get your sexy back. When you don't feel like yourself, you're just trying to, you want to escape because you're like, mm -hmm. I don't even recognize this person who sits in front of me that I look in the mirror, you know? Mm -hmm. So you do have those escape, but I always tell people it's like really in that time um, is what are you needing? Like, what are you needing? And, and that's where we dig in deeper too. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate on women that need it, like hormone therapy. I am big on that. I think it's something that I think there was a, a whole study that was done that if women knew the, the true study that was done, that it's made people scared of hormone therapy, which they don't need to be scared of. It was a test that was done on synthetic. It was done, not done correctly. And it was done on obese women over 65, you know? Mm -hmm. So I dig into that part too. That's another thing, you know, that we as women, that's why I love talking to other midlife women um, because that's something that needs to be talked about too. You know, I have people, I'm like, they're like, Hey, I'm scared to go on this. And I'm not like, you ask me like, why? And it's usually something they heard on the internet, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, um, always, and then we can yeah. say, Hey, I'm always going to have something science behind it. Like, no, this is right. the studies that have actually really been done. Go read estrogen matters. Go read this, go read, you know, we, as women, we, the reason why we decline and we feel the way that we feel is because our estrogen is declining. We right. are full estrogen receptors in our brain. And most of us where people are feeling like they don't feel like themselves because our brain is when we're full of estrogen receptors. So when that starts to declining, that's when the brain fog, that's when like more women are susceptible to have dementia. So yeah. the things that we need to be talking about, it's all about like that proactive wellness. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. That needs to be brought in and separate right now. We're, we've been taught in the society of all reactive. Like we wait till it's that time, but you know, I recommend women to start like at 35, get your hormones tested, see where you're at. And maybe, you know, maybe you are a candidate to start bringing in some type of bioidentical or something like that, but, you know, have the facts. Right. Have the Absolutely. Facts. Have the facts. And I love that too, because, you know, so much of 
everything we do, the mountain we stand on, talking about things in the podcast, talking about things in our groups, on our webinars, is to heal what's going on now. But, you know, in the second half of our life, it's like, whoa, let's think about that for a minute. We're also mitigating disease. When you, you say insulin resistance over and over and over, for people who don't understand this, insulin resistance over a long period of time is diabetes. Whether you're skinny or not, you can get it. So you know, if you're not managing that, it's not just that you're going to age fast or you're going to have some belly fat or you're not going to feel that great. You could also be literally snowballing a disease at the same time. So not only are you healing what you have now, but you're in what we call proactive wellness, you're, you're inhibiting something happening later so that, you know, Leanne's 53 now, her grandkids are little, but like in 10, 20 years, I'm going to see, you know, Leanne on a stage at 73 looking just as hot <laughs> as she does now because she took the necessary steps to take care and take power back over her health. So she prevented disease, right? It's like, that's what this is about. It's not just about looking good in a swimsuit. It's about being around for those grandkids graduating college and being like, I feel good. I, let's go dancing, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause you know, like I have a lot of clients that come to me even like with, um, breast cancer or they've had some type of cancer. And also if we really look back and we dig into, they had all these signs, you know what I mean? Like there were certain things and it all came down to a lot of it had to be like certain things that they were actually putting in their bodies, but other things like hormonally, like their body was telling them something. And, and so we have to look at, I mean, we live in a world of, you know, most women that I talked to, I would say probably 75% are women have been estrogen dominant. Right. And it's because exactly. of what the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. So it's time, like eyes need to be opened and we've got to become our own advocates because I'm telling you, those doctors you're going into, they're not your advocate. I mean, you'll find someone who's amazing. I found someone, but it took go. It took me knowing the right questions to ask. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's just like with my clients, I give them all like, hey, this is, if you're wanting to use like your insurance and I'm all supporting you for that, this is what your doctor needs to be doing for you. Mm -hmm. If they're not doing these and they refuse to do these tests, you need to say bye-bye because right. you got to remember you, you are, people come in, they think their doctor is the one that hired them. I'm like, you pay them. Yeah. You, you are pay hiring them. them. Yeah. Yes, like, <laughs> it's okay to say, you know what? I can walk away. Mm -hmm. They refuse to do a testing like that. You can go to the next, say mm -hmm. next, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's like dating, just like dating. Onto exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you're not yeah. stuck. You didn't sign yeah. a contract yeah. with that, yeah. with that doctor and just go on to where until you find someone. Um, and it might not be your primary, it might not be your person. Like you might have to really like research and like ask a person like, Jacqueline and myself, like, Hey, you know, do you have anyone that you recommend? Mm -hmm. I recommend people like I found, I've got people in my pocket that I know, Hey, this is who I know can take care of you, you know? Yeah. And, and that's where you have to really do, you have to really, but you have to know the right questions to ask. If you don't yeah. know the questions to ask, that's where I see people, you know, never getting the answers, never getting the support that they really need because they're not asking the right questions. Right. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. And I, you know, we could talk for hours and just keep diving in. I feel like there's so much we didn't get to here, but in my head, I'm making mental notes that we will get to it in the membership when we share, when she comes in and actually gets to be a guest speaker in the group. You get to be interactive. You can ask questions, you know, to whatever she's saying. She'll do Q&A and she's going to break this down for us in so many ways. So you can have the answers you need, know what questions to ask, all of that stuff inside the membership. You can check the link below and you'll just want to join before September because she is coming um, in mid-September to the JRW membership. So just to kind of wrap this all in, even though I want to talk for like six more hours, um, just to kind of wrap this all in, you know, there's different ages that listen to my podcast. It is growing with me. I feel like my, my audience is growing with me and we're kind of entering into late 30s, early 40s, some 50s, some 60s. But 
there are some younger women who listen too. So broad spectrum, you know, if you could go back and tell your younger self, like if there are some early 30s, late 20s listening, what would you tell her? You know, because I know that you can take control now at 40 and 45 and 50. We have the answers here for you. But what maybe would you have told your younger self that someone listening could have now? Kind of what I've been saying this whole time is not to chase skinny to chase being strong, that right there, if you chase being strong, I'm going to tell you that whether you're looking for your physique, which a lot of women are looking for physique, you're looking for your health, you want to be vibrant, you want to have fun, chasing chasing skinny will not get that to you. Chasing skinny is going to cause you to jump on the scale all the time. It's going to be causing you to make your decisions based upon that. Um, it's going to cause you not to make the right decisions in your health. But when you chase being strong, confident woman, that's going to go ahead and that's going to take you years and years and years. And I'm telling you this as, as a woman who's 53 and who's been doing that, I don't want you to have to get to a place that where you're like having to go to doctor to doctor to try to find the answers. If I would have been just stayed and chased strong back in the day and just chase like, you know, for my health, you know, and focusing on my health and, and wanting to be a strong woman, then I wouldn't have all those years that I didn't get to enjoy life. So I tell my daughters who I have daughters who are in their twenties and I have a daughter's 30 that they know like, Hey, I'm going to chase being strong. It's like I took them, they go and they train with me. And the best thing as a mom is they text me and they're like, it feels so good to be strong. Mm, and, and that's that. what's been strong is because they went in the gym. Strong means that they had the right meal before they went in the gym. They fed their bodies with whole food nutrition. They loading their bodies up with minerals and all the nutrients they need. And then they go and they're lifting and they're not focusing that they're they're doing tons of cardio to try to lose weight. No, they're focusing on being strong so they can be the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you can be the best version of yourself. You know, I I say this all the time. If you're not feeling well, you have no idea how good your body is designed to feel. With a couple simple changes and a couple extra things that you can do, you can really feel so powerful and that's where confidence comes from. So I am beyond excited to dig into this deeper in the JRW membership. Again, you can join through the link below and we're going to dive hard into this. It's going to be amazing. And of course, I would love for you to share where people can find you, what your offerings are. If you guys are interested in working with Leanne, she's going to give us an idea of where to find her right now. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and it's just my name at Leanne Dunson. So it's L-E-E-A-N-N-E Dunson, D-U-N-S-O-N. So you can find me on Instagram. You, I have all my links there and you can feel free to DM me if you have any questions. Yes, absolutely. I'm always like, Leanne, help me with this. <laughs> but, I'm, an, um, I'm an open book. So like you'll see, yeah. I share everything down to um, my journey. And, you know, and like I say, our health and wellness, it is a journey. Yes. It is a journey. And that's what we have to remember that it's definitely a journey. It's not a destination. It doesn't stop. (laughs) We're on this journey. And so, you know, it's just, it's a learning process. You're going to learn, but you have to be very open to learn. 100%. 100%. Might as well jump in on the bus with us and take off. Exactly. <laughs> thank exactly. you. Yes. <laughs> thank you so, so, so much for all of your information education. It's always much appreciated and, and so beyond informational. I appreciate you so much. And wow, for all you guys you. who are ready to dive deeper, go ahead and get into that membership and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.